You're listening to the Fixing the Fix podcast, the show that brings you personal stories about mental health and addiction, along with insight from experts in the field. I am your host, Heather Rhodes. Let's get started on today's episode. Hey, family out there in recovery. I wanted to talk to you today about self-care and boundaries and how if we don't take care of ourselves in this way, it will lead to many losses that will eventually happen. It may not be right away, but in time, if you are not taking care of yourself and you are in a relationship with someone who is suffering from mental health or addiction, there will be losses. It promises to take so much away from all of those who are directly in a relationship with a person who's suffering with alcoholism drug addiction, or who even has a mental health issue. During my time in recovery, I learned more about taking care of myself. And this was something that I didn't know about and that I was not in tune with. And the piece of information that helped me so much was a self-care will. And the self-care will gets you to look at the different areas of your life that may be out of balance or out of sync. And that's the physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual, personal, and professional areas of your life. And I like to add to that financial as well. And so we have this mental picture of ourselves. And we are in the middle of this big heart and the heart's made out of cement and nothing can penetrate it. This is called a boundary. A boundary is put into place to make us feel protected and safe. And with boundaries, we also get to teach people how to treat us. So that's something as codependents that we're really not used to doing because we're accustomed to helping them and doing anything that they want and being there to meet all of their needs. So I will say it again, a boundary is something that we have and are able to put into place that will teach people how to treat us because we are responsible for ourselves. And within this heart Think about having all of these great feelings of peace, love, happiness, and thoughts and dreams, and fun times in life, and reaching your goals and aspirations of your career, your physical goals, and anything personal that you want to do for yourself, and taking care of your spirituality and going to church or meditating or doing yoga. Also taking care of your emotional needs, your self-love, laughing with friends, buying something for yourself that you've been wanting and that you probably, you know, deserve if you've worked hard for it. This is what we look at in this heart and of the me of the us who is in a relationship with ourself because our relationship with ourself is 
just as important as our relationship with anybody else and loving ourselves and nurturing ourselves. And so we need to focus on telling this person that we love in our life who's first in your life that if you don't set boundaries it will take all of these wonderful things that are in this heart with you away it'll take away your dreams it'll take away your contentment your feelings of peace your great thoughts that you have of times that you want to spend with your children and your life and that any human being deserves to live in this self-care will I can tell you that mentally when you're in a relationship with someone who uses drugs or alcohol and doesn't get help or someone even with a mental health issue and doesn't want to accept help or, or change or do something different, then it can make you feel really anxious at times because you want them to do something different. And chances are they're really anxious if they're in this situation because they're not happy with themselves either. And I believe that anxiousness is contagious. When you have someone around you who's worked up and anxious on a regular basis and they're always staying in their problem and there's no solution and they're talking about their problem to you, it just starts making you feel anxious in your chest and maybe in your heart for them. And if you're a really empathetic person, you want to you know, absorb these feelings you just naturally do. And you're not able to focus on your own needs and your own psychological state. And you're not self-aware of what you're going through in dealing with this because you become so fixated on their issues. So mentally, it can affect you that way. Emotionally, we naturally feel sad and worried, maybe even angry at someone if they're not changing. Emotionally, we feel sad, worried, angry, live in fear when we see someone that we love continuing to repeat the same pattern over and over again and not make any changes. Emotionally, it wears us down and we don't take care of ourselves. We don't have compassion for ourselves. We probably cry on a regular basis and we don't have the love in the relationship that we once had with that person because we're not feeling love from them. And when we're not feeling love by them, as much as we want to love them, at times we withhold our own love. This cycle also continues to be a roller coaster ride in emotions. And in our personal life, when we don't know who we are, we are in a relationship with someone who 
has the same story over and over again, and they don't change anything about it. And you just want to enjoy that time with them, but you feel drug in to helping them. So personally, we need to understand that we deserve better and that we don't have to keep going through that cycle of someone else's insanity and that we can take time to be in a relationship with ourself where we take care of our own short-term and long-term goals and plans for our future and friendships that are healthy and people that we want to be around and spend time with our children and family members and take care of those personal relationships in our lives that we're that are important to us and and understand that we're valuable enough as a person to do that and if someone else in our life isn't willing to make a change then it's still okay to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves. Spiritually, it's important to keep a regular practice of meditation or prayer or yoga, listening to music, taking time to reflect on ourselves or our lives, be in nature, enjoy being inspired by others or playing with our children or grandchildren and maybe volunteering for a cause that's important to us and fulfilling the spiritual area of our lives. When we have someone in our life who is choosing to be an addict are an alcoholic. When we are with someone who has an addiction or a mental health issue and they're not choosing to get off of that hamster wheel, we often put off our spirituality and we sink into a dark place with them because they are in a very dark place. And instead of crawling into that hole, It's important to take care of our own spirituality. Being in a relationship with someone who needs help and is sick, it's really important to get them the help that they need. But the other part of that is they have to be willing to accept that help and to want it. And also to make it beneficial to them and to work and to not continue to go through that same cycle over and over again and spending the money on continuous medications that they won't take or rehabs that they're not being honest when they go and counseling sessions where they're potentially lying or not being honest about what's going on with them emotionally or in their lives with their actions and behaviors. And so financially, when we're continuing to help someone that is doing this, then 
it is a waste. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of valuable resources that we could be doing something else with that's more productive. And so financially, this can be a huge loss for family members when they continue to throw away money on someone who, frankly, isn't really ready to get, to get help. So this is an important part of the financial aspect, as well as when you're in a relationship with someone that you're married to and the money's being sucked up financially by their illness. And when you're not able to have a financial goal together for your future and be on the same page, it can feel really defeating and like you're not going anywhere. You're two steps forward and three steps back. So it's really important to look at the financial aspect of the self-care will because of those aspects as well as others. Professionally, it's really important that we enjoy our career. It took me a long time to find my purpose and my calling in life. And now I know that I love counseling and I love helping other people with mental health and addiction. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And it's so important for us to have our passion and our, and our way of connecting with other people. When we're in a relationship with someone who is suffering and we're focused on them, we can't even see what our passions are for our lives in all of these areas, but even in our goals with our career. And so it's important to be able to understand, you know, what you what you enjoy doing for a living and what you want to do day in and day out because our career takes up a, a large majority of our lives and it's important for us to love what we're doing and we need to be able to enjoy it while we're there and not be focused on someone else's problems and their issues that they're going through and to develop ourselves with training and the time it takes to do this. So our professional aspect in our lives is really important. If we don't make a change in the relationship in order to do this, it could be a huge loss and a regret that we end up one day wishing that we would have been able to have this career or change to a different career. And so I encourage you to look at that in the self-care will. Another aspect is physical. Our physical health is so important. And when we're in a relationship with someone else who is suffering and we're major caretakers and we get into this mode of not caring for ourselves, not exercising, not going on walks, not getting enough sleep, not nourishing our bodies with healthy food and drinking water, enough water every day, and we aren't taking care of ourselves physically in the way that we deserve to be able to take care of ourselves. Uh, we That's another loss that we have. And 
where we're focusing on someone else too much instead of ourselves. Another area physically where we suffer is we can be with somebody long enough and the situation persists and it continues. And for me, it caused adrenal fatigue. It caused other health issues that persisted and I wasn't aware of it because I was so focused on the person in my life who I cared about and wanted to get well that I wasn't paying attention to my own body and what I was dealing with. And so we need to understand that when anxiety and pain goes on for so long and it's there's no change in it and it and it doesn't go away that it will wear us down mentally physically physically financially psychologically all of these self-care will areas will eventually affect us in some way and so i i just urge you to remember that this heart that's around you is there for a reason and it's a it's a protection it's a measure of protection and you deserve that and you deserve to be able to take care of yourself and to love yourself and also to pursue all of these areas in your life to be able to keep the balance in your life that you need to survive. I want to leave you with this question today. What do you need to fix in order to have more balance in your life? Thanks for joining us this week on Fixing the Fix podcast. Be sure to visit our website, fixingthefix.com, where you can follow the podcast on Apple or your favorite podcast platform, so you'll never miss a show. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And remember to take care of yourself and don't lose hope. We are here to help you fix your fix.